Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Sunday, December 31st. Today we're diving into the world of science as we discuss how scientists have managed to destroy 99% of cancer cells in the lab using vibrating molecules, and we'll hear from a Nobel-winning physicist who reminds us that the ultimate judge of scientific theory is nature. Plus, we'll take a look at the top 10 ocean stories of 2023 and explore how deep learning is being used to construct custom thermodynamics. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Science Station. Please enjoy today's selection of science news. In the realm of cancer research, a new discovery has been made that could potentially revolutionize treatment methods. Scientists have found a way to destroy cancer cells by stimulating aminocyanin molecules with near-infrared light. This causes the molecules to vibrate in sync, breaking apart the membranes of cancer cells. Charlotte, can you help us understand this breakthrough? Absolutely, Diego. So, aminocyanin molecules are synthetic dyes already used in bioimaging to detect cancer. They're stable in water and good at attaching themselves to the outside of cells. What's new here is that researchers have found that stimulating these molecules with near-infrared light causes them to vibrate in sync, enough to break apart cancer cell membranes. That's fascinating. And how does this compare to previous methods? Well, this new approach is a significant improvement over a previous method involving Faringa-type motors, which could also break the structures of problematic cells. The new method, dubbed molecular jackhammers, is over a million times faster in mechanical motion than the former motors and can be activated with near-infrared light rather than visible light. This is crucial because near-infrared light can penetrate deeper into the body, potentially treating cancers in bones and organs without the need for surgery. That's quite a leap forward. What have the tests shown so far? The results are promising, Diego. In tests on cultured lab-grown cancer cells, the molecular jackhammer method had a 99% success rate at destroying the cells. It was also tested on mice with melanoma tumors, and half of the animals became cancer-free. The researchers believe this straightforward biomechanical technique would be difficult for cancer cells to develop a resistance against. This could be a game-changer in cancer treatment. What's next for this research, Charlotte? The researchers are looking at other types of molecules that can be used in a similar way. This study is about a different way to treat cancer using mechanical forces at the molecular scale. It's still early days, but these initial findings are very promising. We'll certainly keep an eye on this development. Thanks for the insights, Charlotte. Now, let's delve into the realm of scientific discovery, a complex process involving both theoretical and experimental work. David Jonathan Gross, the 2004 Nobel laureate in physics, recently shared his thoughts on this. Charlotte, can you elaborate on his perspective? Absolutely, Diego. Gross emphasizes the importance of verification in scientific discovery. If something is discovered in the lab, it's real and can be verified by others, However, he points out that theories need to be tested by experiment and nature, which can take time. In his words, nature is the final judge. This underscores the rigorous process of scientific discovery and the importance of patience and thorough testing in the pursuit of truth. So it's not just about making a discovery, but also about validating it through rigorous testing. That's an important point to consider, especially in the context of the fast-paced world we live in, where quick results are often expected. That's right, Diego. The scientific process is meticulous and often slow, but it's this rigorous testing and retesting that ensures the validity of discoveries. 
It's a reminder that science is a marathon, not a sprint, and the ultimate goal is not speed, but accuracy and truth. A valuable insight into the scientific process. Thanks for breaking it down for us, Charlotte. Now let's shift our focus to the ocean, covering more than 70% of our planet. It's a source of endless fascination and critical scientific discovery. This year, we've seen a mix of triumphs and tragedies in ocean-related news. Charlotte, can you give us a rundown of the top ocean stories of 2023? Absolutely, Diego. The year was marked by several significant events. For starters, we saw unprecedented oceanic heat waves, with around 40% of the global ocean experiencing unusually warm temperatures. Southern Florida waters even breached 100 degrees Fahrenheit in July. These rising temperatures, partially due to El Nino and climate change, have led to problems like coral bleaching and algal blooms. That's concerning, but I understand there were also some exciting discoveries this year. Yes, indeed. For example, scientists discovered a new contender for the world's heaviest animal, a gargantuan fossil named Perucetus colossus challenging the blue whale's claim. They also found a thriving ecosystem beneath the ocean floor along the East Pacific Rise and developed a color-changing paint inspired by the camouflage abilities of octopuses. Fascinating. But it wasn't all good news, was it? Unfortunately, no. There was a tragic incident where the Titan submersible imploded during a trip to the Titanic, resulting in the death of five passengers. There's also growing concern about deep-sea mining and its potential impact on the ocean floor's biodiversity. Decisions on this were delayed, with the International Seabed Authority agreeing to finish regulations by 2025. And what about the Antarctic sea ice? This year, the Antarctic sea ice reached an all-time low, sparking concerns about a long-term trend of decline due to global warming. This could lead to faster melting of land ice and rising sea levels. I also heard about some unusual interactions between orcas and boats. Yes, orcas off the Iberian Peninsula have been ramming and damaging boats, with some incidents even leading to sunken ships. It's believed to be a new behavior among a small population of orcas, but it's spreading. And finally, there was some significant international cooperation, right? Yes, over 70 countries, including the United States, signed the High Seas Treaty, aiming for protection, conservation, and equitable profit from the high seas. This is a monumental win for ocean protection. After a year of highs and lows in ocean-related news, we now turn to the realm of artificial intelligence, which is making waves in the scientific community, particularly in the realm of automated scientific discovery. One such application is the development of a platform called Stochastic on Sagernet, which can learn macroscopic dynamical descriptions of arbitrary stochastic dissipative systems directly from observations of their microscopic trajectories. Charlotte, can you explain how this platform works and what it could mean for scientific research? Absolutely, Diego. The stochastic Onsager net platform is based on a generalized Onsager principle, a concept in thermodynamics that describes how systems evolve over time. The platform uses this principle to learn from the microscopic trajectories of complex systems, such as the stretching of long polymer chains in an externally applied field. It constructs reduced thermodynamic coordinates and interprets the dynamics on these coordinates. This allows it to build a dynamical landscape of the system, including the identification of stable and transition states and the control of the system's rate of change. That sounds incredibly complex. Can you break down what some of these terms mean and how they contribute to the platform's functionality? Certainly. Let's start with the Onsager principle. This is a fundamental concept in non-equilibrium thermodynamics that describes how systems evolve over time. It's used to understand and predict the behavior of dynamical processes. 
The stochastic Onsager net platform generalizes this principle to learn from the microscopic trajectories of complex systems. Microscopic trajectories are essentially the paths that particles in a system take over time. By studying these trajectories, the platform can learn about the system's macroscopic or large-scale behavior. And what about the reduced thermodynamic coordinates and the dynamical landscape? How do these come into play? The reduced thermodynamic coordinates are a lower-dimensional representation of the system's state. They're constructed by the platform to simplify the complexity of the system and make it easier to study. The dynamical landscape, on the other hand, is a graphical representation of the system's dynamics. It shows the stable and transition states of the system, which are key to understanding how the system evolves over time. The platform can even control the rate of change of the system, which could be useful for manipulating the system in desired ways. This sounds like a powerful tool for scientists. What are some potential applications of this platform? The Stochastic Onsager Net platform could be used in a wide range of scientific and technological applications. For example, it could help scientists study complex phenomena where traditional physical intuition may fail. It could also be used in the development of new materials by helping researchers understand and control the properties of complex material systems. Additionally, it could be used in the study of biological systems, such as the dynamics of proteins or the spread of diseases. It's clear that artificial intelligence has a lot to offer the scientific community. Thanks for breaking down this complex topic for us, Charlotte. Now, that wraps up our stories for today, and we look forward to bringing you more updates tomorrow on Current Radio.